We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Happy to be with you on this Monday. It's April 3rd. It is opening day for the Brewers. They have a 2-1 record right now. They did beat the Cubs yesterday, lost the opener in Chicago, and then won the two games over the weekend, and now they return home. So you can call it opening day. You can be you can be uh, hypercritical and just call it the home opener, but either way, there is a meaningful baseball game at American Family Field today. So it should be a fun day. Always a special day in Milwaukee. Weather shouldn't be terrible. There's been there's been snow on some of these home openers that I can recall covering. So this should be a fun day. Everybody out and ready to celebrate the Milwaukee Brewers. The majority of this show today will be a Brewer-centric show. Uh, did go live after they beat the Chicago Cubs on Sunday. We'll try to do that from time to time. Can't say I'll do all 162 with a post-game show, but we'll do it with it when it makes sense. Uh, primarily the post-game shows we're going to do our Buck shows still through their deep playoff run for post-game shows, and then there's going to be some Brewer games on there too. So always happy to talk Brewers. Some will be post, some won't. That being said, there's no like Bucks post-game show on this one. I did not go live after the Bucks beat the Sixers. It was WrestleMania night. So here's how the show goes. First, let me tell you about the Bucks. Then we'll talk about the Brewers. Then at the very end, like I did on Friday, I tagged the WrestleMania predictions at the very end. Did go live after WrestleMania. Had some great discussion about the event. I'm tacking it on to this episode. It's at the end. So once we start talking WrestleMania, if you're not into wrestling, we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's totally cool. That's why, that's why I put it at the end. So we'll put it at the end. If you want to listen, please do. Uh, enjoyed the weekend. It was a great event. Love WrestleMania. This year was no different, but we'll put that at the end. And uh, if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If not, we'll not. So aren't I a hero for doing that? I, I totally think I am. The Bucks did win, by the way. The Bucks got the victory over the Sixers, 117-104. to 104. That's a pretty marquee matchup, one that we probably should have went live for. But uh, as the game ended, Cody and Roman were about to start. So I, uh, I was not going to do that. Bucks do get the victory. They took a good lead early, forty-one to twenty-six in the first quarter. Sixers started to claw their way back. It was a it was about a twenty-point lead. Sixers brought it to within single digits, which wasn't uh, great, and he started to get a little worried. But Bucks were able to seal this one. Giannis with thirty-three points, fourteen uh, rebounds, six assists, a handful of blocks. Middleton at nineteen, he looked pretty good. Lopez with twenty-one, Drew with eighteen. 
but Portis with 18 off the bench. The concern here and one worry is Grayson got hurt. And now when I posted this episode, I'm not sure of the extent of that. I'm sure they'll say x-rays or whatever we'll need to do, but he came off limping, went up for a shot or went up to defend a shot, came down, had an ankle situation. Not as bad, I don't think, as Shane O'Mac in WrestleMania, but he had an ankle situation. So I don't know what the deal is going to be on him. If no Grayson, that would open up more time for Pat Connaughton, who all of a sudden does not play. A lot of you guys have talked and called in and left your messages about how Pat Connaughton shouldn't play. Well, right now, Pat Connaughton's not playing. Got garbage time at the very end. That was it. One total minute for Pat Connaughton, who could see some more time if Grayson doesn't uh, deliver. If Grayson, If Grayson's hurt, I wonder if they would put Pat back into a starting role. As he played his way out of that, maybe Javon Carter, I guess, would come off the bench and you could start him in Grayson's spot. Maybe they go a little bigger, I guess, depending on the matchup. We'll see. I'm hopeful that Grayson's injury is not going to be that bad. So Bucks get the victory over the Sixers. I think that's refreshing for a lot of people because it did look like when they were playing better competition, they were losing. And it's good that it's good that they beat the Sixers as their magic number of the Bucks goes down to three to clinch the number one seed in the East. Other than that, I think a lot of people out there need to take a gummy and cool down from what they saw in this women's game, the national championship between LSU and Iowa. And when I talk gummies, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Happy Place Hemp. Happyplacehemp.com is the website to go to on there. You can shop a little bit. They've got their products. It's very easy to browse. These are gummies with the CBD, the CBD and CBN, which I take for night. They got the THCOs. They got the uh, Delta 8s and Delta 9s. So when you're looking for something to help you relax, have a good time, or have maybe help you get to sleep, they also have gummies that are THC-free. They help you focus. Uh, different products, too, with the CBN, CBD in it. Maybe a part of your body's sore. I know people have had arthritis and tried to use some of the cream, and it's helped them at least with the pain a little bit. So find what's best for you. That's why the promo code is so great. It's 25% off. You can use it. Find what you like. And then once you know what you like, you can use the promo code again because the promo code BART is good every time you use it at happyplacehemp.com or if you stop in College Court in Muskego. The Women's National Championship game, and maybe I'm just too close to it because I've been talking about it all weekend on CBS Sports Radio. Did a couple of shifts on CBS Sports Radio this weekend, and I think the thing I talked about the most was the Women's College Basketball uh, Final Four. Iowa and South Carolina, that was a tremendous game on Friday night. Caitlin Clark totally delivering you know it's so great when we hype up an event and the event lives up to the hype but then that wasn't done they weren't done they beat the undefeated south carolina at the time undefeated to get to the championship game and what i was saying was you want to see iowa finish the story otherwise imagine if the usa beat russia in 1980 and then lose i think i say that later in this actual podcast so have a drink when i do but then lose to finland for the gold medal it would kind of cheapen the whole thing We'll remember that Caitlin Clark night forever, but we're going to remember the LSU run. Clark did have 30 points, 9 of 22. Eight of those were threes, 8 of 19, and she has become a star in the women's college basketball game. So I think a lot of people were rooting for her. Now, on Friday, it was interesting. She did at one point the you can't see me. John Cena takes his hand, puts it over his face. You can't see me. And everybody thought it was great. John Cena, Cena gave her a shout-out. It was awesome. Well, then, as the game was ending on Sunday, the game that LSU, LSU won, 102-85, to as the game was ending, 
Uh, Angel Reese did it to Caitlin Clark. She did the You Can't See Me. And everybody got very upset about that. Uh, it, it was very weird. So whatever Angel did, whatever, whatever Angel Reese did to upset a nation, I don't quite understand it. You Can't See Me is a very innocent hand gesture. One that she was doing in response to Caitlin Clark. She never does it if Clark doesn't do it. It was a response. It was not, let's see, the Pee Wee Herman word of the day. Classless. <laughs> Every one of you tweeting the same thing. Sheep much? Classless, classless, classless. Why? Because in a sporting event, someone got excited and dished it back to what they were serving. I don't understand why the need to be so upset about this was. It wasn't violent. It was all in the nature of competition. Nobody was harmed. Are some of you just a little upset that you got suckered into watching women's sports and you don't feel like you wanted to do that? Is that what happened? Because it was a great game. It was a great tournament. And I'm excited to see where LSU goes and where Iowa go next year. So let's not disrespect the ladies that put a lot of effort into making this a great tournament and maybe taking women's college basketball to another another level. It's not going to be ruined because you got offended because some woman covered her face with her hand. Absolutely just stupid. And I'm going to be railing about that. I'm on brighter than you today, 9 to 11 all week, so you can hear me on the fan. But I just don't understand why, why that was such a big deal. Classless, classless, classless. Everyone tweet. Cla- the word classless was trending. You know how ridiculous that is? It's pathetic. It's classless. Classless. What what do you what do you expect from athletes? Like to never show joy? To never show emotion? Classless. I just don't understand it. You guys love when that security guard took out the guy just trying to propose to his girlfriend the other day. I thought that was classless. That was violent. Reese just goes, you can't see me. Oh, and, and, and basketball. Stupid. So anyway, this is one of those issues where you probably think you're right, but I know I'm right. So just accept it and move on. We'll talk Brewers here in a little bit. Uh, could uh, take some voicemails if you want them. Talk about anything. 402-915-BART. Haven't talked about uh, Aaron much lately. If you want to talk about that. The Bucks that went over the Sixers. I could take more comments on that for tomorrow's show. They play again on Tuesday night, I believe, against Washington. We'll go live after Tuesday. Bucks in action and the Brewers in action, too. And uh, voicemails brought to you by Carl's Place. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Check out your golf simulator needs. Build your own golf simulator. It can like if you have a if you have an area of the house where you like, I don't know that a golf simulator might fit there. If you've got an area of your house where you think it might fit, they can make one that will fit. So check that out. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. You can also check that out. Bartwinklershow.com. Done by the guys at Sun Ant Interactive. Tremendous stuff there. More content coming. Is Stacy Keebler the most beautiful woman of all time? 414-799-1250. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk WrestleMania later. Let's get into the Brewers next. The Bart Winkler Show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk some Brewers baseball. They have wrapped up a series against the Chicago Cubs. The first series of the year is in the books, and the Brewers have a 2-1 and record. Okay, we can take that at this point. Uh, Brewers on Thursday, as you know, lose opening day 4 to nothing to the Cubs. Not a lot of runs in that one. The Brewers on Saturday win 3-1, to so not a ton of runs, and they – we're not scoring. They went so they went seven, nine, the first 16 innings of the season without a run. And many of us were making the same jokes and using the same memes about the Brewers, uh, terrible offense. And uh, it, it was terrible. But they scored three runs there to wrap up Saturday. And then on Sunday, they put up a nine spot, including five in the sixth inning, which was bloop season. Bloop, 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 bloop. It was a Bill Schroeder uh, dream come true. No blast, still no blast on the season, but plenty of bloops, and the Brewers get the 9-5 victory over the Chicago Cubs. So that's why, you know, after game one, you don't want to overreact, but also after uh, first series, you don't want to overreact, right? Uh, We've seen three games from the Brewers now, and I think the main takeaway for me is they do have a little more offense than maybe we thought they might, and the young guys are making this season fun. That's, I think, the big takeaway for me. Joey Weimer gets called up right away after game one with Urias going on to the injured list. And let's see, Weimer today was one for five. He's got, you know, he's, it, this, this, this is a two-game sample size, but hitting 286. Bryce Terang was fun today, uh, two for three with a couple of walks. So he's hitting just 429 already. Garrett Mitchell two for five, uh, finally getting on the, the ledger here. All of these guys contributing in big ways with two RBI from Mitchell and RBI from Terang. Weimer also good defensively. And so those three guys being in the lineup, it's just a completely different vibe, at least for me as a fan, than it was maybe for, for last year. I saw a good tweet written by this. I think it was uh, Brewers Raptor wrote it. The tweet was, 
and it was about this topic. Yeah, Brewers Raptor. I have zero proof, but I think Council loves being a manager more when it's younger and underdog guys, and he has no patience for random plug-in signings who don't add to clubhouse chemistry. This team is already better with the young guys in. So that was his thought on what he's seeing from Council. I think that's the thought of the fans, I would say. I think that's the thought of the fans. The thought of the fans is, all right, uh, this is more fun. You know, these guys and like Sal Freelich and, and some of these guys, they're guys that we're at least familiar with. And this is why sometimes it's good to, to return that system. You know why in baseball, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a rebuild, to bring guys up. Shout out to Daniel, $5 for a Brewers Series victory. That'll go to our equipment fund. Jake says, F the Cubs. Absolutely. And also says, can't wait for Freelick to come up. But yeah, we've been following Garrett Mitchell. We've seen a little bit of him last year. Uh, Joey Weimer then we find and follow. Bryce Terang. We, you know, we check on these guys. We hear the down on the farm report. We see everything that's going on. And we get intrigued by them. And they become a part of the team before they're a part of the team. And so when you have guys like that, that make up this lineup, it is better than uh, Hunter Renfro here. You know, or, uh, you know, but and sometimes you sign guys and you sign Roddy Telez and he's become a part of it. And even like Jesse Winker, he had a nice day today. So maybe he becomes a part of it. But instead of you got to have some of your homegrown guys, it can't just be nine vagabonds. You know, having a Brett Anderson and having a Jesse Winker, that's fine. You got to have some balance just to just to have some youth, have some excitement. You know, have some people you can pull for. Have Sophia run up in the stands and interview Weimer's 80-person family that's dressed like they're ready for ice fishing. That's what you need to have. And maybe it does make the clubhouse a little looser and make it more enjoyable. And uh, I won't be able to report on that this year as I don't think I'll be able to be credentialed for the Brewers this season. That's something I could usually report on for you. Um. But I do think that uh, it's got to help because I've been in some of those clubhouses, man. I've been in some of those clubhouses and it's not like it's not like you need to go in the clubhouse and there needs to be a party going on or there needs to be like a wild and crazy vibe. It's just that sometimes you go into these clubhouses and you can you can tell it's just pure dejection. You can tell it's just pure. Nobody wants to be there. You could tell it's just pure like. It's just people doing a job. And obviously that's going to happen. I mean, this is, it is sports for us, but it is, you know, it is their job. And there's in every job, every dream job, there's parts of the job that you're like, well, I mean, this is a job, but I think having that youth in there and having that exuberance and having some of that will certainly go a long way to help. So just having those guys, I mean, we were coming up on uh, Friday or Saturday, Mitchell already being here, starting the season with, with Bryce Terang. It's just really entertaining to see and really fun to watch. And you can kind of like root with those guys because you're seeing their first everything. You're seeing Garrett Mitchell's first triple. You're seeing Joey Weimer's first hit. You're seeing all of that as it plays out. So I, I think that, yes, that tweet and that sort of feeling, because again, you're three days into a season and day one sucked. But since then, it, it was a good weekend. It was just, you know, the Brewers have been on this road of apathy. They've been on this road of, 
you know, what are they doing? They've been on this road of, uh, you know, that that's kind of like mm, the Brewers. And I think just having some of the young guys there makes it a lot more exciting. So we'll see if that continues to be the trend. Uh, certainly get excited for guys when they come up. It's great to see other guys in the mix. Again, everybody contributed in their own way in Sunday's game. Brewers win on Saturday. Did not catch much of that one. I was doing a CBS Sports radio shift. Uh, I also did that on Sunday morning, and I'll be doing it all week on CBS Sports Radio. I'll be filling in for Bill Ryder, uh, Ryder than you. That'll be 9 to 11 Central, and you will be able to hear that on 1250 AM, The Fan. So I will be on Milwaukee Radio, everyone trying to ask me, well, where are you? Hey, where are you? I'll, I'll be right there for two hours of your day as you get started each and every day. Talking things on a more national level, um, I did sort of kind of run out of things to say uh, on a national level. That's why it's nice to get hyper local again for the Brewers for a minute. You can't talk. You can't talk about Joey Weimer and Garrett Mitchell. You know, you can't talk about MLB like this on a national radio show. Nobody cares. I mean, with baseball, the topics are the pace of play, the speed, how quick games are. And that did annoy me a little bit. I mean, Sunday's game was like a normal three-hour game. It ended around 4.15, started around 1.20. So that was your normal three-hour game, but it was also a high-scoring game. You know, some of these quicker games, if it's 2 nothing, that's, that's probably going to be about 2.20. So I had no idea. I was trying to tell my wife because we were trying to figure out when we're going to take our kid to the park uh, today because it's pretty nice. We're trying to figure out, like, what time the game would end. Well, I completely botched it, and they are at the park as I am in my basement recording a pod. So I completely botched that one. But still trying to figure out how long these games will go. I, I like it. There's action. I like that things are a little more exciting. I like that maybe in baseball right now, there's less of the dicking around, you know, the Ryan Braun routines of the past where I could step away, come back at 45 seconds, and still he'd still be maneuvering his gloves for a third or fourth time. Uh, I would, I'm glad that we don't have to go through that. I think there, there may be a little too many things like the pitch clock might not have to be as deep as it is or as tight as it is. Um, you know, is 15, the right number. Maybe it's 20. I don't know. You know, sometimes these, these innings churn, churn, churn. I don't know who that benefits. And I do wonder if the playoffs, it's going to lose a little bit of that, but maybe it makes it more exciting. That's, that'll be something we find out. Um, you have uh, clocks in baseball. I generally don't like. But you have clocks in baseball. Okay, we're, we're going to live with that. And I think that um, abandoning the shift, one thing it does is it makes the plays it makes the plays more fun to watch from a defensive standpoint too. It's not just getting the ball through; it's uh, it's from a defensive standpoint too. I think the the interesting thing is I think a lot of people are generally receptive to the changes and like the changes. What the problem is is I don't like that everyone's bragging about the time being so short two hours. There was a game on Saturday, two hours and five minutes. Yeah. It's like, well, no, I still want to watch the game. That might be their way of expressing. They might be trying to express. Yes, there was action in baseball and it was better. But when you just say like, look at this two hours here, two hours and 10 minutes here. It's like, well, do we like baseball still or do we not? Uh, The Sean O'Connell is going to join us. Hey, Look at this. I'm going to go downstairs because uh, the Mrs. O'Connell is 
watching the program casting, so I'm going to get confused because I have a very small mind. Well, it's great to have you on video, Sean. Well, yeah, I mean, it's opening weekend. We got a victory, series victory over the Cubs. Uh, I'm liking it. I wasn't liking <laughs> I can hear her up there. I was not liking Thursday, but we're, we're sitting pretty. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just trying to scrap together whatever I'm doing, but I'm doing good. It's good to see you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I like the small ball. Um, not. I mean, we still haven't hit a home run, and we put nine up. I mean, I love that. And that's not like, hey, that, I don't know how much of that is like a rule change or do they bloop it if there's – I don't know. I Like, I don't know where the Cubs are to position guys. But just the fact that we have guys that can do that. And a lot of their runs today, too, were generated because what would normally have been double plays. Like, these kids are fast. You know, if you hit oh. into a grounder or whatever and you're trucking 25 miles down the first baseline, that that's going to add runs. That's going to add runs. It's going to extend innings. It's going to get pitchers out longer. So the Brewers have some speed. And even though it's just running from home to first, that can be a big difference in the game for these guys. She's bringing me my hat. Absolutely. Yeah. The base, the speed on the base, base paths is, you know, going to, going to also add pressure and especially within the division, maybe not so much with the Cardinals who have maybe a little more experience, but uh, uh, I think with the Cubs, Reds and uh, Pirates, um, yeah, just having guys like uh, Weimer and uh, Winker and um, uh, uh, Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, who can, yeah, run and, and, and steal bases. I'm surprised we haven't stole as many. I, I thought we would steal more bases by this time. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I'm really, really, really excited for the players we have. Um, but I will say this, uh, Bart Winkler, th this is something that has been growing like in me along with my food baby uh, that I've been growing. I hurt my back uh, right after the holidays, um, having sexy time with the Mrs. O'Connell. You did not. Oh, at the height of physical pleasure, I hurt my lower back. And by physical pleasure, I mean when I beat her at Scrabble. That was uh, the height of it. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, no, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, and be the first to say this. I'm starting to see what Rick from Oshkosh was saying about Craig council. I am actually falling out of love with Craig council. I am starting to believe that, uh, the next you just celebrated the small, you just celebrated this team for five minutes. Now you're going to turn around on counts. Hey, this is, uh, <laughs> love knows no logic and i'm falling out of them so shut the fuck up anyway. are you just like are you just like you know because sometimes when someone's there a long time you're just like yeah let's see something new what did he do today that you didn't like uh no i'm just saying that i'm i'm starting to think that he might be the the perfect guy to do the rebuild to bring in a, a new culture and whatnot and and get new new guys which we have a lot of right now but uh, bring in new guys, get them where they need to be so that they're uh, competitors and they're contributors. I don't know if he is the guy that can take us to a World Series. I, I'm, I'm beginning to think that we may need to get 
to a level where we make the playoffs and then the next season we say, Craig, we're kicking you upstairs. You've done great for us. Now we're going to bring in this crusty old guy who does it, you know, with the gut feeling and knows what it's like to, to win. Maybe like, I'm not saying Dusty Baker, but. You well, know, the <laughs> last time they did that, it was Ken Maka and he ruined us. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that, that um, I, I, I just think that there is only so far that council is going to be able to take us. The, uh, I, I want to believe but I'm starting to uh, get very Rick from Oshkosh in that when they lose, I'm going to blame him. And when they win, <laughs> you'll still find a reason to blame him for something. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm well, gonna... we need, we do need that role. We need someone to carry on the torch. We haven't had uh, Ram on here to give his anti Middleton takes hot take. Jake has provided <laughs> that for us. Rick and Oshkosh unfortunately passed away. So we don't have a council basher. Uh, these Sean O'Connell can take care of that. We just need to keep plugging guys into the roles that we've already established in this universe. So if that's the role you want to take, I'm happy for you to have it. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on Bart Winkler. I appreciate it. It's good to see you, Sean. Be well. Yes, sir. Take care. Get that back taken care of. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know, you get uh... heat and ice, heat and ice, Epsom salt, stretching. Yes. Got to keep your hamstrings stretched. I agree with you. 100 percent right. thanks john see ya that's the sean o'connell see that's what happens when you hit that triple word score and you you get too excited um speaking of games i did play shoots and ladders today i'm happy to report that i let my son win uh there was only one move that i could make it was the ladder from 80 to 100 and i hit that move he was at 99 and i i pretended that i only rolled a four instead of a five and so i am the first of, but he wanted to let me win. And I couldn't, I, I looked at him right there and I said, as much as I would love to win, I can't let you be a loser like daddy. Daddy, daddy's a loser. Daddy loses a lot. Daddy loses all of these sorts of games. You're not going to be a loser, son. You're going to beat me at shoots and ladders. And it's going to, this is what's going to spark you into a winning culture. You're going to beat me. So he beat me. Uh, MC Lee says Yelich was driving the baseball today. Is Yelich back? Do you guys think he was driving the baseball today? Maybe we can get more of that from him too. I think we all kind of write him off, but he probably feels like he has a lot to give yet in his career. It's just that he was so good for a minute, finite period of time. And that I think we dream of that again someday. You know, what we, what we've gotten right now out of Yelich isn't, even the Yelich that they traded for that Yelich that they traded for with the Marlins was pretty good. And then we got way better. And then he kind of regressed one, like silver lining of that whole thing. And the Brewers won that trade anyway. I mean, they got a lot of the Yelich. They had a great run in 2018. Uh, he's, he's not nothing, you know, in the leadoff spot. Now, what are we at? 273 for the season. Uh, OBP. I mean, it's too early to be reading these, but whatever he's getting on base, he's getting hits. Uh, yeah, so Yelich, it's a decent start for him. He still, he came up with runners on, and I expected the worst. Uh, he did hit the ball hard, I believe. It was to left field, and and they got out. But I still, when Yelich is up there with two outs, I'm not where I was two years ago thinking this guy's going to bring some runs home. I'm not I'm not there yet, but uh, it is a good start to the season for him, and I, and I like him in that leadoff spot. You know, you can look at that lineup, and it can look a little weird with Yelich one and, 
and Winker too, but I don't have a problem with it so far. I wonder at what point the lineup does start to move around a little bit and it'll need to be a longer sample size, but Mitchell at six. And then, so I would imagine if it was Contreras on Sunday and not Caratini and Contreras, he, he was a steal. I'm so glad that we have him on the team, but Mitchell at six Tarang at eight and Weimer at nine. At some point, do you see those guys move up a little bit in the rotation? Do you see those guys uh, in the lineup rather? Do you see those guys hit? Maybe is one of them leading off. Are you going one, two with one of those guys? So that'll be something to watch as the season goes on as well Is where do those guys. Cause remember when Garrett Mitchell came up, he was immediately the nine guy. He's worked his way up to six. I mean, I think he could have one, two potential with those guys, uh, how fast Weimer is, uh, how, how good Bryce Terang has looked. And so it's really good to see. It's good to see that when they're bringing up these guys that they're contributing. And again, super small sample size, but that's what you need. If the Brewers are, I'm going to go big picture here. If the Brewers are going to win a world series, they are going to need, they have the pitching. All right. I thought Eric Lauer did a good job. Uh, kind of struggled early, settled in, was really dealing late. Bullpen gave up some runs that maybe didn't need to happen. But overall, I think they have – they everybody the Brewers, they have the pitching. It's up to if their bats are going to get going. And I think that if the bats can progress – because I, I worry that the, the young guys will come up, they'll take some time to progress, and then by the time they're good and ready to contribute and, and help us win, by that time – well, then the pitching, Corbin Burns will be a free agent. Or um, Willie Adamas will have to get traded or something something like that. So if these young guys progress quicker and more quickly, that that is going to pay dividends, and that could make this – because I don't think they're going to keep Burns. I'm really not sure they're going to keep Woody. I don't think they're going to be able to afford Adamas. But I also – I'm not trading those guys if I don't have to. If I can contend, if I have those guys and can, can, can contend with these guys I have now, that's what I'm going for. Suddenly, I'm turning these two years into a window that maybe we didn't think existed. Again, a lot of hot takes for being two and one. Austin, what's up, buddy? Back in the basement today. Yeah, my girlfriend was vacuuming and doing some cleaning upstairs, so God, had, to, what a- had to retreat doesn't she understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was listening to the game today. Had to do some errands and stuff, so I missed a few innings. But um, you're kind of talking about the the window. And, yeah, man, it's like it's only for when Burns and Woodruff is here. So we just need the off chance that uh, the young kids are – they come in hot and you know they're big league ready and it looks like they're doing pretty good. Sorry, Austin. Keep... All right. Bart is uh leaving the show. I think he's flagging down his wife to get him a Jack and Coke or something. No, my me. son and wife just got home from the park and my light wasn't on, so I was looking at them through the window. Oh. But they couldn't see in uh the window. Yeah, you're flagging them down. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's all good. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah, man, like the window will be when we have this, these starting pitchers. And if the young kids, if they are big league ready and they can produce, I mean, they, that's our only, that's our only hope getting these hits. And today they put up nine. It's, it was a great game. 
Well, and the inning that they scored a bunch of runs that sixth inning where it was like bloop after bloop after bloop. Uh, Mitchell getting a bloop. Uh, Winker having a bloop. I mean, even. Isn't that what the state wanted, though? Small ball. Yeah, the Brewers won a series without hitting a home run. Yeah. When is that? That's good. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So, and then I had this other, I had this other take. You got to hear me out on this one. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you that the Brewers have a, after one series against the Cubs, a, a World Series uh, window has opened up. So, please follow me. I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that is, yeah, that is a little uh, extreme, but okay. Um, so when Burns got, you know, the team scored zero, zero runs for Burns, and he lost because he gave up four in the third, right? And in like arbitration and whatnot, they'll use that as a loss for Corbin Burns. I think in baseball, if you don't score any runs, the pitcher shouldn't get a loss. Well, yeah. The what do you baseball, think about that? So base, the, the, the wins and losses is really stupid. It um, is, but they use it in arbitration against you. Yeah, which is not great. I think it made a lot more sense when a guy pitched nine innings. Yeah, this guy's going six. Yeah, guy. So guys, you know, you could look at a baseball card in 1980, and the guy pitched nine innings. Okay, and, and he had a record of 20 and 15. That makes sense. Now it's even dumber. And sometimes the in games that get really weird in relief, I saw the scorekeeper once at Miller Park. Um, the Brewers had played the Giants, and I think it was the Giants. They ended up giving a win to a pitcher who got no outs and walked two guys. And then the another guy, for some reason, then another guy came in and gave up like four runs. And then the Brewer, I don't know, then the Giants scored a bunch of runs. And the guy, he, but there was no one else to give the win to. Yeah. Sometimes it can be really like weird who gets these wins. And so, yeah, it's, it's a dumb stat. Uh, people have argued against it, but it's a, it's a shame if they use it that way. Yeah. So maybe we should just get rid of the, I mean, this was a big. Uh, well, I've said for years, we should get rid of all stats. <laughs> that, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah just good don't luck keep stats. That. No. Yeah. Good, stats. good luck getting that, getting that approved. I don't think. You know what's really, you know what really good. like. What about batting average? Don't you want that one? I want that one. Well, the only batting average. That's the only stat that matters. Yeah. I don't even like when people keep stats in like high school. Yeah, that's just for, you know. Like, hey, uh, th- he had a triple-double today. How do you know that? Who is keeping the stats? You have one guy, he's like a retired janitor doing book. Yeah, there's always someone on the staff that's like, you're just here to keep my stats. Yeah. 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 Um, and then kids come back from, like, youth tournaments. Yeah, I'm averaging 14 a game. Who cares? I don't know. I never counted my stats. Then again – I didn't really play, so. No, the only thing that I, my, uh, the baseball people, they would just, all of a sudden, you know, I was, I was hitting seventh. And then all of a sudden, you know, after a couple good weeks, then you're hitting, hitting first because you get a bunch of singles or doubles. But I don't think they gave a shit about like, if we were hitting 310 or 240. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think anyone was taking that stat down. Hey, are you going to the game tomorrow? Opening day Monday? Yeah. I don't think so. No? Damn, I'm going, dude. 
I took off uh, Monday and Tuesday, so maybe are you doing a post game show? I'll do a post game on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe I I can come in. Uh, I'll hop in the stream yard then live. Well, we'll we'll have post game bonanza this week, so which is great because I'm doing the CBS Writer Than You show. Oh, beautiful! From what nine to eleven? Nine to eleven. Perfect. So I you caught catch you me on your way to the park. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Tuesday Bucks play and the Mets uh, and the Brewers play Wednesday, Wednesday. I'm thinking about maybe going. Is that a night game? No, it's during the day. Bucks play the Bulls at night. Mets play the Brewers. Cause I want to get to a game. I want to see like, if it feels different in the stands, the, the quicker pace of play. Yeah. And I want to check out the new barrel yard or whatever. Yesterday I went to get some swings in, you know, X golf. Are you gonna do some X golf and uh, well, I mean, why tear, else? Tear a go? rotator cuff or something, and yeah, make a bunch of start and miss the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, the the speed of the game is how I was able to notice the difference. Was yesterday I went and watched with uh, the game with my dad at a bar. We just went to go get like a few beers and. We're sitting down watching the game. All of a sudden, it's the seventh, and we're like, okay, well, we can just have another beer and finish. And we watch the whole game in the time that we usually just go and sit and, like, bullshit and talk. And then we're like, well, we just got a whole baseball game, and that never happens. Dude, it is quicker. Yeah, and today uh, Sunday's game was normal, but it was 9 to 5. for. So, again, I don't mind. I don't know. I think think I'm, like, talking into the wind here because I don't mind – if the games I want the games that might have more action. Yeah. I just feel like, okay, if the game was two hours, it was two hours. If that's how long it took. I just think people are way like, yes, baseball's shorter now. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, I was against the pitch clock and stuff. I didn't really, I was fine with the three and a half hour game. Like, especially if I'm going to it, I still think it might be a little too fast. I, it, well, that's what I'm saying. It was in, it was incredibly, it was incredibly quick. Like we went to go get three beers, and in the time that we were there, like you would think that it would be like the fifth inning. I like that you measure time in beers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people measure distance. Yeah, I remember. I know how much yeah. time in. Beer. Yeah, beer is a beer. A beer is about 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Three beers. Yeah. So well, so we had more than three, but you know. Well, right. But yeah, man, I don't know. I'm I was pretty pessimistic about the Brewers going into the season. I know I talked to you and I said, uh, I think they're gonna suck. That was you asked me what I thought of them. I said I think they're gonna suck. And uh I don't know. I, I, I got a little grass is thinking it's a little greener than I thought it was. So well, this is the hard part about the early season is we see a very small sample size, and then we like make, you know, we we have grand opinions on something that we see like i'm i'm already saying all oh, the younger players are going to completely change the season meanwhile we are two percent the way through the season which actually kind of feels like a lot though yes we're already two percent the way through the season yeah and opening day had home opening day hasn't even happened so technically it's, it's we're 1.8 percent through the season did you bring that up on the calculator or what yeah Three out of 162 is 1.8. Yeah. Look at you go. You don't like stats. You're a numbers guy. Well, it's zero one. Maybe it's 
I don't know. Don't talk to me about math. We're not 2% the way through this. I know I'm stupid. No. I, I, take that out. Tim, take that out. Tim? Tim? Yeah. Hey, where is Shay? Why is Shay not on here? Oh, uh, he popped it in his car, but then he disappeared. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, I've pretty much ran out of shit to say unless you got something that I can uh, go off of. I don't know. No, I'll kick you out of here. All right. Get me out of here. I'll just watch you on the YouTube. All right. See you, buddy. All right, thanks, Bart. Austin, good stuff from him going to opening day or the home opener. I should say big news in the home opener, too. If you guys missed this, if you're in for the pageantry and the festivities, the Brewers did have to make a change. Typically, it would have been um, Grace Stanky. She's Miss Wisconsin, Miss America, right? She would have been throwing out the first pitch. For reasons that I'm not sure of, she is no longer throwing out the first pitch for the home opener at American Family Field. The Brewers have ranged in a new person to do that. Uh, it says here, Tim Shea? No, it's uh, Roger Toberman. Roger Toberman's going to be throwing out the first pitch. Roger Toberman. If you're wondering who Roger Toberman is, Roger Toberman is the Chief Master Sergeant of the Space Force. So apparently that's still a thing. And the chief master sergeant of the space force will be throwing out the first pitch at the home opener. So make sure you get early and enjoy again. His name is Roger Toberman, chief master sergeant of space force, not the space force show from Netflix. I did try season one. It was awful. Maybe the worst show I've ever seen. Terrible. What's the deal? Where's Miss America tomorrow, Shay? Oh, she's throwing out the first pitch. No, I... she's not. What? what? She's not anymore. What happened? I don't know, but it's Chief Sergeant Master Roger Toberman from Space Force. What the frick? Yeah, what the frick? Gotta put my seatbelt on. Miss uh, America's out. Her... Toberman's in. Gosh, 2011, 2012, Miss America got to throw out the first pitch. Yeah, and no I, more Grace Stanky. No and, more Stanky leg. And guess who was her uh, her person all day to walk around with? You? Me. 2011, Miss America? 2011, 2012. Was it Teresa Scanlon? I don't remember. Was it? Oh, it was Laura Kepler. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. That Can was see from around here. That was so long ago. Oh, she was divorced. So yeah, she was very nice. Put your uh put your hat in the ring. <laughs> She's divorced, two kids. She yeah. hey, you have something in common with her. She hosts a podcast. Does she? She's the co-host of a podcast. Health uh, interrupted. We should join forces. We should. And you two should fall in love. People are wondering, Tim Shea has joined us. Why are you wearing a Minnesota Twins hoodie? I just threw it on. I, I apologize. Also, breaking news as we're recording, my Iowa Hawkeyes have lost Ooh. to uh, LSU. Yeah, Kim Mulkey, though. Mm. A good coach. You know, the nine, <laughs> hours of CBS, like... the nine hours of CBS Sports Radio I did this weekend – Probably at least a good two of them were on women's hoops. 
And I said, I said, women, I said, they need to root for Iowa to win. Otherwise, it's going to be like if the USA beat Russia in 1980 and then lost to Finland. Oh, Bart. Bart. Guess what's still alive? What? My, uh, my big, big, big sports bet tomorrow night. Mm, my yeah. state Aztecs. Yeah. Tim made a bet at Pato. My first one ever. Were you at Pato last night? Yes. Yeah, someone told me you were. Who? Uh, I got a, someone commented on YouTube that they saw you drinking like a high noon or something. Oh, Jesus. Okay. No. <laughs> Lord. So you got San Diego State over UConn? San Diego State over well, UConn. Well, you had San Yeah, we both. I, I bet Miami did not win that. I did win Iowa over. Should we talk about our Pato experience for a moment? Sure. We went together. Yeah, it was fun. But if you have a if you have a customer to pick up, I won't interfere. I'm 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 just I'm in my home. <laughs> yes, you are. You live in a car. No, it was fun. We got there. Uh, it was pretty self-explanatory. Uh, they had a lot of bartenders working. Tim and I did not drink. No, you even asked me if I wanted to drink. I offered. Yeah, I offered a drink. Um, but I they have little kiosks. You can go up and do it the old-fashioned way, like some of the old heads like to do, but. Went to a machine, made a bet, uh, paper jammed immediately. They fixed it. And they were very nice to fix it. I was like, I was like, I was like, I've still got sixty dollars in there. I know. She's like, she's like, we'll take care of it. But sixty. So the, I, I bet Iowa to win on Friday. I won that, and then I wasted a bunch of money, like Trevor Lawrence MVP for ten bucks, Packers yeah. Super Bowl ten bucks. John Ram Masters for twenty bucks. You know, you got some, you got some good bets out there. We'll see. We'll see if so I'm gonna go cash in. I'll probably go cash. Maybe I'll cash in tomorrow. Cash maybe in. I'll throw some money on San Diego with you. Cash in on Tuesday. No, Tim. I I think UConn UConn's gonna win. I know. They've won every game by double digits. Listen, in my cousin's uh, bracket, I actually have UConn to win it all. So if UConn win. I'll lose $20 if UConn wins because I'll win money from that. So I win-win no matter what. Yeah, it's a good position to be in. Yeah, I don't know why I bet Packers Super Bowl. I Maybe I just paid $10 <laughs> to have a tweet. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. Hey, big Brews win today. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, there was a tweet that I was going off of to talk about it. Um, I... I the, the, the tweet was from uh, Brewers John, Brewers Raptor, I think, where he said that he thinks council likes managing the young guys better. Maybe. But I think, like, I like watching the young guys better. And it's, again, small sample size. We're going to probably say that for the first month. But there is a different sort of, at least as a fan, it's like I'm not watching the same old retreads. I'm watching guys that are our guys, new guys. You can give me a Brett Anderson here. You can give me a Jesse Winker here. But we have our guys, and it's not like you know Weeks feel their hearty heart, but it's guys that we're familiar with and guys that we can root for, and guys that have made an impact. Like their speed is going to save us runs and get us runs because we're going to hit into way less double plays. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing that sucked last year was every time the bases were loaded with no outs, we would pop one up not deep enough for a tag up, and then we'd hit into a double play. If these guys are fast, though, that's going to eliminate the double play. 
at least a run will score. And there's little things like that that can go a long way. Speed in baseball is very underrated. And the offense will not be home run or bust. It's going to no be no home runs yet, and they won a series. It's going to be different ways that they're going to score runs this year. It's not going to be like Hunter Renfro home run, you know, two home runs. We need three home runs to win a game. It's going to, they're going to play, I guess, smaller ball, not small ball, but smaller ball. I like playing bloop ball. Bloop ball, that's, I mean, that's what it seems like these first three games, but we'll see when they come home. Uh, it will be a little warmer. The roof will be closed. The heat will be on. So maybe they maybe there's a little more power in those bats. But were you out driving today? Why are you always in a car now? I well, I was at the airport, so I'm like, you're I, always in a car. You just you catch me. You catch me at the perfect times. So you're going to the game on Monday? I'll be there opening day. What's your whole itinerary? What's your plans? Starting at 10 o'clock, going to Kelly's Bleachers, if anyone's there. And then uh, we'll walk down, maybe hit up a tailgate or two. Uh, Brett and Tosa kindly invited me. You as well. I wish you were coming. Um, well, I would come. I don't have a place to park. Well, you could, We can find parking for you. Are those come streets on. under construction? Someone, someone uh, send uh, Bart a parking pass for tomorrow. Come on. No, someone. no, no. <laughs> I, I think I want to go Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Is that you asking me, or are you going with someone else? Uh, I'm kind of asking you, I think. Okay. I do have those vouchers. Yeah, just use some vouchers to get in, and then we'll move somewhere. You want me to buy two tickets tomorrow? Think about no. it. No, I'd use the voucher to get in, and then well, I would yeah, look yeah. on SeatGeek for better yeah. deals. We'll use the voucher tomorrow. I'll get two tickets. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Or on Monday, today, whatever, whatever this is. I don't know. Um, but then I got to do a post. Well, I don't need to do a post game Wednesday. I mean, you're there right now in the press box, so. I am, and I do want to talk about this because I was really bitching about it the other day, and I don't know. I talked to you about it. I don't know if I told other people so. They repainted the foul ball in the press box. When there's a foul ball, there's a, there's a hole obviously. And then they write like who hit it and what date. And I thought that was a cool part of history and the brewers repainting it as a big colossal uh, mess up. Apparently this is like the fourth time they've done it. The problem is I was told is that when people do go on tours, the problem is it's, it's your fault fans. Cause when you go on tours, you don't just look at it and say it's cool. People pick part of the wall and take it home with them. They want part of history. Yeah. So it's your fault. It's all your fault. Yeah. That's the problem. Hmm? Shame on all of you. Shame on all of you. So, again, Brewers over the weekend, they lose opening day. They win on Saturday. They win on Sunday. Nice performance at Allower. Everybody in the lineup getting an RBI today. Uh, or not an RBI, but at least a hit. Uh, three RBI for Winker, two for Adamas, two for Mitchell. Somebody had responded that they think Willie is overrated. Uh, I do think that Willie – he was he came through today. Sometimes he gets credited more for stats when the game is over. Um, he hit a lot of home runs late, solo home runs in games that were already decided last year. But Willie is a shortstop. He's a good shortstop. 
good shortstops get 10-year deals for $350 million. That's what's going to happen with him. We're not going to be able to afford him. And if we're going to go 10-350 on a guy, it shouldn't be Willie Adamas. So good luck to him. So I think if the, the whole thing is they've got these guys in this little window. They've got the pitching. If the hitting is up, if these young hitters and the other guys we get, if they can do something, one of these next two years we can make a run. I'm not saying there's a World Series window, even though I think 20 minutes ago I did. I'm just saying that there could be a run. And I take your silence as agreement. Did you just say there's a World Series? I think there's a World Series window. <laughs> All right. I think I, there's a I think yeah. timeline where they win the World Series in the next I, th- I think we're going to be I don't know. I mean, do I take 3 games? 3 games, 3 games. I mean, I I think we're going to be frustrated at times this year, so don't don't get don't get me wrong there, but well, I think that I think that's just what we do. I think on the show when they lose, we'll come by and we'll just be like totally pessimistic. And then if they win a game, even if it's against the Cubs, as long as they win the game, we'll talk World Series. How nervous were you when? Uh, did you watch the entire game? How nervous were you when uh, when that? Uh, who was it? Was it Patrick Wisdom almost hit a grand slam? Well, Wisdom hit two homers. Two okay. Who? Uh, Jan Gomes. Yeah, he took it to the fence. Almost, almost into that basket. How nervous was I? I was, oh, I'm not that nervous. I don't really give a shit about the Brewers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't really. I don't really care about them. Oh, okay. They're just like a way to pass time. Yeah. I wish baseball games were 45 minutes. Two hours still is too long. I hate the sport. Get out. We of here. Figure a way to get you out to the ballpark tomorrow. Now tomorrow I'm going to work from nine to eleven and on Monday, and then I'm just going to go home watch the game. Okay. All right. You're going live after the game? I sure am. Beautiful. Maybe I'll join you live from American Family Field. Maybe you won't. Oh. Okay. But you got to be, you got to keep up appearances. You got to be in a car. Well, tomorrow. Okay. Get in the bullpen car. Maybe. (laughs) Or the shuttle. A shuttle. Where are your seats? My seats? Uh, 216 row two, right behind home plate. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll All say right. I'll I'll turn around and wave in the press box to everyone. And say Bart says hello. Could you? Yes. That'll be good. I'll appreciate. Sure, that. everyone will be up there. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, all right, Brewers win. Timmy, good to see you. Always a pleasure. Tomorrow, Brewers will lose the home opener. Unfortunately, seven to four. But it will be oh, good. Who's, who are they throwing against? Uh, Carlos Carrasco. Oh, Cone's shitting on me. Uh, what's he saying? He says, Winks thinks not going to the home opener is a joke. Not having a place to park is a horrible excuse. Cone, you're still a young man. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I've crossed the age where it doesn't matter. Like, says the guy's not an issue. Price isn't the issue. Comfort's not it's park. It's where am I gonna park? He he come, comes from the guy coming from the guy that uh, never went to a spring training game this year when they were right in his backyard. Yeah, and you know who was there at a spring training game, and you know who told me he was gonna meet me at a spring training game? Cole. <laughs> cone, cone, cone. 
Brewers lose seven four, but it's great to have baseball back in Milwaukee. That's a weird prediction. I don't know. We've got who Freddie Freddie Peralta against Carlos Carrasco. Do the Brewers hit a home run tomorrow? Uh yes, off Carrasco for sure. Who? Who hits a home run? One of the rookies, Christian Yelich, Adonis, uh, Rowdy. Rowdy, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Scherzer and Wade Miley on Tuesday. That's a matchup of the ages. I, why is Wade Miley pitching? Like we we don't we have two days off. You don't need a fourth pitcher, a fifth pitcher. Because Corbin Burns is going to go against David Peterson. Corbin Burns versus uh, Max Scherzer would have been a nice matchup. Well, we're not going to get that. Nope. Oh, let's get Miller Park Minute in here before I dip. Eric, what's up? What's going on? So I'm actually live on my own live stream right now, and I'm on your live stream. Magic StreamYard. I thought it would kick me off my own live stream, but I'm on your live stream too. Both through StreamYard? Yep. Oh. (laughs) I didn't know that that was even possible. I was just in my live, and then I clicked onto YouTube, and I'm like, hey, Bart's live. Well, so for those on my stream, life? I am talking to Bart Winkler on the Bart Winkler Show. Go subscribe. Oh, Christ. <laughs> what are you talking about on your show? Uh, I was just going to talk postgame and talk about the Brewers and the uh, youth that we have here in Milwaukee. He's talking about the White Sox, Bart. Come on. You're wearing a twin shirt. <laughs> You're wearing a twin shirt? Oh. This is twins territory. God, come on. Yeah. Know. They're my American League team. No, they're right. not. That's, you all have that's to have an American League team. Meanwhile, Eric's got nothing that he's wearing is not Brewers. <laughs> I mean, I can show you my underwear if you'd like. You got hat, t-shirt, jacket combo. I do. Are you going to opening day? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. So I'm actually uh, I'm going to do a live stream from uh, the parking lot. I was just setting up my stuff outside. Um do you have an extra parking pass? No, no, no. I don't have the equipment to do that yet. We could do a dual stream. You could come right now. Like, you just need your laptop. Come on now. Oh. And a hotspot. He's got both. Well, I, I got, got my both. Phone. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Maybe an extra battery for your laptop. What kind of laptop do you run? I, I don't have a laptop. I actually, you know those Macs that were colored and then clear in the back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have one of the orange ones. <laughs> you got an old Mac. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I have the funny. same computer I used in eighth grade. Didn't, weren't those in like elementary school? Didn't we have those things? Well, aren't you like older than me? I'm 37. How old are you? Oh, yeah, we're about the same age. Bart, Bart's <laughs> older. Just letting you know, Bart's older. All right. Um, well, I'm going to wrap up mine. Well, you have fun with that. If you want to hop over to my stream, come on over. Miller I Park just wanted Minnesota. to say hello, and uh, what a game. I mean, we take two of three from Chicago. Looked a little ugly in the beginning. See, I can't tell if you're hosting or talking to me. I'm, I'm doing both at the same All right, time. I'm going to end. I'm, I'm ending my portion of the show. Okay. Go check out Bart Winkler, Whether guys. Whether I go or I'm... not doesn't matter. We'll do a show after opening day. All right. I'll be there. So right. let me know. Everyone will but me. <laughs> Okay, calling all 30 to 50-year-old men to come and join us. 
and talk some WrestleMania as WrestleMania 39 has concluded. I'm Bart Winkler. Hot Take Jake is with us today. Hot Take, thanks for being here. Good to see you. Um, world. So just a real quick overall, night one, maybe the best wrestling I've watched in a long time. Night two, there were some hiccups with injuries. Some they covered for, some they didn't. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but the main story is the main event, and that's that Roman Reigns has retained. Roman Reigns has retained over Cody Rhodes. Um, I really thought they were going to give it to Cody. I absolutely did. I think, uh, especially after that entrance. So what you're telling me is they use Brody's kid as a prop. Um, not cool. Also, I figured there'd be some interference, and and we got that you know out of uh, Sammy and and the Osus and stuff. But um, the the solo thing they did that already. They already I, I forget what match it was. It was when he debuted. Was that at SummerSlam? Was that against Drew? Yeah, I think it was against Drew. So yeah. at the Clash of the Castle, they did that already. They already did that ending. So. I'm up, you know, I'm as upset as a wrestling fan could be, but I think that putting the belt on Cody would have been the right move. Um, I will reserve a little judgment to see if there's like a, a payoff on Monday night. You know, maybe Rock comes back, sets up a SummerSlam thing, maybe. But right now, um, that fucking sucked. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. And the first thought that went through my head after one, two, three was that's it. And then the second thought was, did they just Lex Luger? Cody Rhodes, because if you recall, if you're as a long-term fan as I am, back in the day after Hulk Hogan left WWF and they were pushing Lex Luger hard as like the next Hulk Hogan, the American hero, and it looked like he was going to get his moment at SummerSlam, and then they balked a little bit. They had him win by countout, which is weird, and then he never got that momentum back. So um, the fact that they didn't do it now, I'm just like, if not now, then when? Like, what what more could you have done? Um you know, going into this, I kind of thought I was sad for Sami Zayn because I thought this should have been his moment. I thought he earned it this past year. Um, but then I was like, okay, you know what? You know, they've, they've done a solid job of getting Cody over in the past few months. And I was skeptical on that. And again, I, I, I fell victim to, I got a little emotional watching him with his kid and watching him with uh, Brody Lee's kid. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This is the right move. This is, uh, it's going to be emotional. Like this is a mania moment about to happen. And then you know, that could have been the ending to any random backlash or, you know, whatever the, the, the crappy pay-per-views in between the big ones are. Like, it was pretty much paint by numbers, and that was very disappointing. Um, Joe is uh, here. Joe, joining the stream, you just left a comment. Um, you said Cody is smart enough. You think he chose this. What, what, talk to me more about that. Well, I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of, he's proven over the last couple of years how good of a wrestling mind he has. And he knows how history works. He knows the game of the business. Um, it's going to make everybody and their mother tune in to Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. And with the speculation now that they're possibly going to be selling pretty soon, it sounds like there may be some truth to the matter that the parent company of UFC is going to acquire them. Um, it's just adding and building it. And it just everything was pointing towards like the coronation of him. Tonight, I just, I guess, looking at it retrospect, it just makes too much sense that it did go the way it did. Um, some comments here. Ken says, "I guarantee Cody chose this. It's heat." 
Uh, my guy Miller Park Minute says the rain story should have ended. I think once they got everybody out there, the Usos and Kevin and Sammy, I think we all kind of saw that coming. And then Cody didn't get that pin right away. I thought, okay, that's fine because, um, you know, let him get it the real way. And then he did a couple of crossroads. And then once Heyman started doing some shit, I was like, uh-oh. And then Solo came back in the hood. I think I think you. we saw that at Clash of Cas- <laughs> at Castle. We saw that already. So if there could have been something else, uh, maybe. It's Rocket Sauce says, even if Cody wins tomorrow, it means less now if Cody wins in some way. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it had to be the WrestleMania moment, and and Roman Reigns walked out of there. If Roman Reigns won Sunday to lose Monday, that's completely stupid. I would have almost thought – I would have thought an angle could have been Roman wins uh, – or Cody wins Sunday, then somehow loses Monday. Like, he gets cocky and does an open challenge and then loses. I thought that would have been maybe interesting, but now you just put the belt on Roman again. And there's there's a couple of things I want. Well, the, the big thing I want is I want those titles split. And that's annoying me. And it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. Anything else for you, Joe? I thought that was a good angle to take. Um, I mean, do they have any dates coming up at Madison Square Garden? You think, gonna, you think they're well, um, they're going to reason. Puerto Rico, they're going to they're going to the UK, they're going to Saudi Arabia. I don't think they're going to be maybe, in America the rest of the year. Maybe Bad Bunny's going to win the Universal oh, World Championship. God. Yeah, no shit. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I mean, overall, you know, I was watching as much as I could. I, I thought, honestly, like the match of the whole, I guess, two-day weekend, it was probably a combination. I mean, anytime you get, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Gunther now. I used to call him Walter. Anytime you get him in the ring. Gunther! Anytime you get him in the ring, you're generally going to see somebody just get the ever-living shit kicked out of him. And he's just so stiff with the way he works. I just, I absolutely adore it. But honestly, I think the Charlotte and Rhea was probably the best match of the whole weekend, in my opinion. Here's something I'll tell you. There were a lot of good matches that we should talk about and will. However, they will be overshadowed today and in history because yeah. Roman beat Cody. Yep. I think they will be overshadowed. I think I think the Roman over Cody decision overshadows everything. Mm-hmm. And if Cody won, we'd say, well, that was just a part of this and this and this. And we'd celebrate some of that other stuff. I got to be honest. I think this was a really terrible decision. Yeah. And Bart, I mean, just one last question. I mean, for either of you guys, really. But when uh, the bloodline started just beating the shit out of Cody, and yeah, obviously, you know, it ended up being Kevin and Sammy. At one point, were you thinking you were going to hear the Rocks music hit to come and make the save? I mean, did you feel like that may have possibly going to happen at all just because there were whispers that his. Yeah, movie that I, he think, was on I think was if we get the Rock, pause. it might be tomorrow. I didn't think that. Um, I, I thought it would have just been too out of left field. He hasn't been worked into the story. But um, my cousin that I've been texting back and forth with the past few days, another big wrestling fan, he made a great point. And he was like, normally he'd be against shenanigans like this. But he thought it kind of would have been fitting if Sammy would have hit that haluva kick and then Cody got the pin on that and have Sammy be the one to officially end the bloodline. Like, I feel yeah. like I wanted him to get that big win, but this would have been a great consolation prize to be like, I ended you, and then you can go any number of ways after that. Joe, good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for hopping on. If you want to, you know, just sit around, feel free. <laughs> if you got anything else to say, raise your hand. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to doing your thing. I'll just hang up and listen. All right. See you, buddy. All right. Miss you on 1250, buddy. Hey, this week, 
9 to 11 a.m. I'm filling in for Bill Ryder. It's on 1250. All right. Well, good. At least maybe you'll talk about the fucking, you know, fucking Bucks and all the other teams that 97. I probably won't. I'm going to be talking about college. women's college basketball. But maybe if I'll you call it, I, I will. Get. I'll take what I can get, Bart. I'll take what I can get. All right. That sounds so, good. Thanks, dude. Um, okay. So I'm going to bring in uh, – let's see. I'll remove Joe from the stream. I'll bring in Austin in a second. Um, and Landmark, I'm going to bring you in too. So I got – Hot take Jake, Landmark, and Austin. Austin I, so we are reacting to this not less than 15 minutes after it happened. And in those 15 minutes, I've actually gotten more upset about what happened tonight. I under like I thought it was a possibility, and I understand they 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 could have done it, but there's got to be now a better payoff. And I'm not sure what a better payoff is than Cody. Winning, so maybe Cody, you know, still tries to finish the story. Maybe he does it at SummerSlam, but I'm not sure what the better payoff is than this. I mean, this is this is WrestleMania. Uh, Landmark, I'll start with you. Your thoughts? We're talking Cody Roman. So here's my thought on this, right? Like I was watching this thing and I felt the air go out of the room when Roman wins, but but that's part of the story because in wrestling, all the time you're wanting to see the babyface win and chase and you're wanting to see that heel get their comeuppance, right? So if Cody wins, great. He's the champion. Now tomorrow you have nobody who can touch Cody. There are no heels on this roster that would even be able to step to Cody and have a good story as to where now tomorrow night, you want to see Cody get his comeuppance on solo. You want to see him continue to finish the story. So there's more meat on this bone. And yes, to the folks before I was thinking that the rock was going to show up, but he didn't. So, you know, we'll just have to see how it plays out, but I think there's still some meat on this bone. Obviously people are tired of the ref bumps and all of that in the bloodline matches, but I think there's more meat on this bone, and I think Cody will get it. But they really, really, really tried to set us up tonight with all of the, oh, he's going to give the weight belt to little Brody, and there's his whole family. And I even sent a message to my friend, and I was like, they're going to make us all feel like assholes when he loses, aren't they? <laughs> you can't use Brody's kid as a prop, dude. Right! <laughs> I guess I kind of disagree that there's a lot of meat left on this bone. Um, I mean, what, we're going on three years now. And if there's meat on the bone, it's like when you have a chicken wing and you're just trying to suck the little entrails off, whatever's left. Like, um, you know, we have to give them uh, every opportunity because so far the, in this story, they pretty much nailed it. Um, I, a thought that just occurred to me is, like you said, maybe the split is coming. Maybe they are going to give Sammy one and Roman one. And then Jay is going to be the catalyst for um, Roman taking the downfall. You know, the, he'll finally see the light after what Sammy whispered to him. Last well, I hope something big happens on, on Raw. Um, I was reading some of the tweets that I got in here. And first of all, David Hero, a friend of the show, uh, he says, WWE was not going to let an AEW top guy come in and run the table all the way through Reigns. If Cody wins, who's his first challenger? Rollins isn't going to go 0-4 to Cody. Gunter isn't losing. Ba uh, Finn Balor just lost. Finn Balor sucks. More on that later. He says Cody will be champ by or before SummerSlam. So he still thinks it will go to Cody at some point. And maybe it does. I just think that tonight was what they were building for. And if there is something tomorrow, I, I, I hope that, like, I don't want to, you know, it's like bitching about the book before there's, and there's still a couple of chapters left. I want to see something big at Mania. 
And whether it's, it doesn't have to be the rock coming back. It can be, you know, the bloodline being like, Hey, we lost, we came and helped you. What's in it for us. Jay Uso turned on, on Roman. Something that gets a, something that pops louder than Shane McMahon's ACL. I want to say you got Shane. That's big, right? I want to see, I want to see something better than that. Austin, your thoughts, my friend. Hey, uh, man, that uh, <laughs> I, that was the first live wrestling I've watched in a uh, couple years. Did I've you been... watch last night? Did you watch Saturday? No, nah, I missed it. Saturday I was fucking it, epic. Yeah, no, nah, I missed that. Sunday but, was uh, kind of not. I'm so I don't know. I was, I was talking to you. I don't know two months ago. So I'm rewatching the WWE from um, like started in 95, something like 97 right now. And that main event actually, like I actually felt like I did back then. Like this is a good freaking match. And dude, it kind of sucks that uh, Cody lost that. Like there's, I think there was, a little too much interference. Once those other guys came in and helped him out, I thought that that would have been like the signal that he was going to win. And now- I wonder guys, I wonder if like they were going to go to Cody and then at some point they switched. I wonder kind if they felt like that. I wonder if this was all set hey, up for Vince Cody back in town, and within baby. the last four days or so, they thought, ah, let's do this instead. Yeah. And uh, as somebody that doesn't, uh, watch a whole bunch of it that match I think I'm going to start watching live now to see what's all going on like I'll I'll do my catch-ups on the old stuff but man that I, I, that was such an awesome main event that actually it was a good main event but in the terms of where it was being told in the story I think you know 964 days of him holding these belts I think we are ready for a Cody. Story. Yeah, I'm kind of well. What I didn't like about that is uh, that they had uh, the Undertaker break his WrestleMania streak, but yet Roman couldn't have lost in that figure four. He he tapped out. By the way, I mean that was that was. It looked like it with his yeah. left hand, didn't it? Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was tapping. Yeah, so did I. That's what it looked like. Uh, Landmark, any other thoughts for you? I mean, I thought overall the weekend was good. Like you said, I think night one had the better matches as far as the storytelling goes. Tonight kind of felt like, hey, here's the other stuff. And then Drew, Sheamus, and Gunther. That match was just, that was that was fun. But it was basically that match, Roman and Cody, and then the rest of it was like, eh, it's fine. But I really like night one. Like Rhea and Charlotte did well. The tag match, you know, that's the first tag match to main event for titles in any WrestleMania. So that was cool. So overall, I think it's good. And, you know, they've got us hooked, right? We're mad. If Cody won, everybody's like, yay. And then tomorrow we're like, hey, there's that guy from NXT, Braun Breaker or whatever. But now everybody's going to watch because well, Braun Breaker's going to challenge Roman? I don't know. I guess I will say now that uh, as I was walking downstairs to, to start this, I thought, you know, since Cody lost, there might be a few more eyeballs tonight. I was thinking that uh, Ken Ken is going crazy in the comments. He says they fooled all of you because I didn't get what I want means it's bad. You saw something big. Look how pissed you are. 
I would have thought. I would have thought, guess you were wrong, which is the point. Ken, what, what's the deal? We're just talking about what we think. It's okay. Relax. Ken we're not like, not like, we're not like going to destroy property, Mad. We wanted something to happen. It didn't. We're reacting to it. We're going to watch tomorrow. We're going to go on with our lives. It's okay. They're yeah, just lucky this mad like when you know the Packers lose a big game or you know this is yeah it's just this is something we like it's a little different. Ken, jump on, man. Let's talk about this. Yeah. All right, uh, landmark or Austin? Anything else for you guys? Uh, no, I I got my points out. I'm, I'm gonna watch you guys on the YouTube. Thank yeah. you. All right. I'll All drop right. off too. Have a good landmark. One I love that you've been coming on, man. Yeah, you know I'm. I'm trying to get on here more, trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. And, you know, obviously we got wave playoff soccer to talk about. They're the number one seed in their Eastern division. So I'm going to log off before you kick me off. Have a good night. You want to do post for that? <laughs> You're not going to want to do a post for that. I know it, but I went, I went to the, when the wave won the championship a couple of years ago, I went and I was like, Oh, that was pretty cool. And landmarks like that was like the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> I, I was going to offer to write you some content for the website because you're like, I need content. But I was like, you don't want wave content. It's fine. So, oh, I haven't even looked at my website in four weeks. Well, if you want content, up? you know where to find me. Okay. All uh, right, Landmark. Thanks, buddy. See y'all. You know, uh, um, there's a well, let me just, let me just say, I, I got to say something. Omaha Steaks, promo code Bart, $30. Oh, now. yeah. Get that meat. You, you want that? You want to feel like Gunther or, or Drew Here, or Shane? I put a logo up on YouTube. Omaha yeah. steak, 30 bucks off. No, I want to say uh, my cousin made a good point to me again. You know, I texted back and forth with me. He's like, if you look at the way they stacked the cards for night one and night two, night one had all the long-term stories. And night two had all the stuff that seemed kind of thrown together at the last minute. So it was really weird the way they decided to stack that. So I thought they kind of, because of that, I thought they tipped their hat that Cody was going to win to give you that, you know, big moment. Tim Shea is bored. Well, what else is new, Tim? Yeah. Uh, Eric from Miller Park Minute. I live in an arrested development subsection where all the houses are the same. So Eric's joining me from one of those houses. Um, what's up, Eric? Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I thought we were going to get something here. When he held him for that third um, crossroads, I was like, oh, God, it's going to it's going to happen. And then they just, they have a good way of doing that with WrestleMania main events over the years. And that really, that really bothers me. It's like they build it up. Like it's going to go the way everybody wants and everybody's going to go home happy. And then we just fall flat. Well, maybe, you know, night one, everybody did go home happy, but I think night two, if you like chose to go to night two over night one, you chose to go to night two because you thought you were going to see Cody beat Roman. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, this was, this was, so this was a swerve. Uh, Cody was, we all thought going to win. That's what it seemed like was going to happen. And Alex says, he's not mad that Roman won. He's kind of mad how it ended. So stupid. And so I just wonder like sometimes, and this is a classic Vince thing. Sometimes when everybody thinks something's going to happen, he doesn't give it to them. I'm still surprised Daniel Bryan won when he did nine years ago. I'm still surprised they actually gave it to him. I also had a had a thought like midway through the match when they were going back and forth with the pinfalls. I was like, well, wait a second. Why did they have him do the thing with his family 
and young Brody in the beginning. Wouldn't that be the moment for the end? Like, he specifically went there. You know, he was going to go in the ring, and then he stopped, and he went there, and he acknowledged his family and held his little girl. And I was like, this ain't going the way we think it's going. I, I just, the thing I don't like the most about it, I think, is that it was a solo finish. That solo in a hoodie, because he's already done that. Oh, Jake, you're in my house now, too. Because he's already done that. They've already done that. And so I didn't like that they did it again. I said it was just paint by numbers. You know, you think WrestleMania, you're going to get something either big or creative or different or all of the above, and you kind of got none of it. Well, and and I have a question too. Like, what's with all the, um, you know, like the pedigree and the rock bottom were in there? And I don't know how many times I heard him use the code breaker tonight, which is Jericho's former finisher. Like, are we? There was a lot of nods to other wrestlers, and I was like, why are we doing this? That are you guys that are not involved? I got the American Dream stuff. That made sense. And the the rock bottom, okay, yeah, that goes along with the rock and Roman storyline that they're eventually going to give to us. But what are we doing here with the other these other finishers that are now so popularly mixed into these matches? Yeah, that was a little. I didn't because uh, the pedigree like Seth has been doing that. I don't know why Cody did it. Right. I don't. I God, the more that I'm just like looking on Twitter to see if there's. Anything else being said or anything? I this sucks. I'm I'm not happy. I'm not happy with it. <laughs> it was setting up to be such a great event too. Like, yeah, I mean, and like you said, Bart, you know, nobody's gonna remember. Well, I shouldn't say nobody, but you know, a, a lot of what it, it ruins the event. It ruins the weekend. It ruins the weekend. Any progress that they made is is almost backwards now. Because you built two great stories, that of, you know, Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn had that moment where he could have won it at Rumble, and then, or was it Elimination Chamber? Elimination Chamber, sorry. Um, And then you do the same with Cody, only to just piss it away. Troy says, I'd accept Roman's wins if he could win clean, but he's one of these stereotypical heels. Yeah, he wins with a lot of help. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Jake. Well, and I uh, I did want to say, too, like, so I was skeptical when Cody came back. I'm like, okay, I think, you know, the stuff that people really got sick of in AEW, it's just going to happen in WWE. And I was 100% wrong. He got over big time as a babyface. Sami Zayn, on his own, after doing the jackass stuff last year, got over on his own as a babyface. That was two moments that they kind of, like, squandered. Like, when would the time ever be better for those two guys? And they just kind of went with the status quo. Very weird. Well, uh, any other thoughts on the weekend, Eric? Um, I I really did like the um what they did with the uh, Bianca Belair match. As much as I thought that was going to be a stinker of a match, um, I really thought she actually put together a good match with Asuka. And I, they're both good wrestlers, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, just just another thing that they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not cool. Dude, this Ken guy. Are you Roman Reigns? Seriously. 
Relax. <laughs> He's like Q with uh, Giannis or like uh, Ryan Horvat with Aaron Rodgers. Guys God. can't do anything wrong. Bootsy says uh, Triple H looks like he's going to cry at the press conference thing. There was one more question I, I had to ask. Was that Snoop Dogg totally – do you guys think that was Snoop Dogg totally just improvising with – Shane, Shane, Shane got hurt. Shane got hurt, and that was not supposed to happen. And, and then, then Miz Snoop was trying Dogg... to figure out what to do. And then I think someone must have told Snoop, do the people's elbow. <laughs> Is Shane McMahon not the weirdest dude ever? Like, how does Shane McMahon the- do all of these great death-defying stunts, and then that's what pops his ankle? Falls off the Titantron how many times? Well, it's- like he he hits the curtain. He's already sweating like he's Chris Middleton, and like gets in the <laughs> ring, and then poor Miz has to sell his punches, and then just boom, like it, it, weird, weird, weird dude. All right, Eric. Uh, good to see you. <laughs> You going opening day? Have you decided I might get out yet? There, actually, what? I might get out to the game now. All right. Well, stop by. Message right. me on Twitter. Right, I'll be tailgating. All right. All right. See you later, man. I'm gonna bring in Dylan. Uh, he wanted to talk a little bit. Dylan, what's up? Hey, what's going on, boys? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What are you thinking? Uh, so I also hated that. Um, I felt like it, it was a perfect moment for Cody to kind of not necessarily passing of the guard, just to kind of start fresh. Um, I do think they were going to be a little disappointed to have a top AEW star come in and just take a belt off of who's built up to be one of the most dominant champions ever. Um, I think that I think maybe they just want a little bit more time to develop something in the storyline to be able to split the belts easier. Um I, I personally think that's maybe why Cody didn't win tonight. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I really thought it was the perfect night to do it. Like, like, like we've, you, you guys have said, especially after his family and the, the Brody and whatnot, it, it's, it just seems weird. Yeah. So Brody, I mean, his father was in WWE Luke Harper, right? Yep. Uh, he passed away this last year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think they, I feel like they used him as a prop. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it, it, it felt like one of those, like, it just, it, it didn't, it's, it's, it feels wrong to do that and then not have it go Cody's way. <laughs> it, it feels immoral. It's not <laughs> Frank like asked, WWE uh, really. What's that, Jake? I was going to say, it does, it's not like WWE has a great history of showing class anyway. So I guess true. that's to that's be expected. True. Frank asked, Do you think a possible deal with Endeavor made them change their mind? They're the company that owns UFC, looks like. They're going to buy uh, into WWE. I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think so. But it does. I, I don't know. I just it seemed like it, this was the way to Cody. And and they didn't do it. So now you wonder what's next for Cody, and then what's next for Roman? Like who is who is actually going to beat Roman? Whoever beats Roman's a star. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're saving that for Braun Breaker, who lost in NXT and will be coming up. If you bring The Rock back, okay, well, The Rock beat Roman, let's say. But then who's going to beat The Rock? Like, he's never going to be around. Uh, Matt says, figure out a way to split the belts by SummerSlam. Roman's not going to want to give up the belts. I think it's, it's Sammy Zayn, I, I guess Sammy Zayn. I think, I think the guy to beat Roman at this point is Jey Uso. The guy who started this whole thing. The whole storyline started with him. So at some point, Jay's going to have to turn. 
I don't know when that is. I don't think Jay is the guy that beats Roman. I think Jay is the guy that costs Roman. Mm. That's where I think this is headed. So who beats Roman? Right. Probably Cody. When? They're just going to run it back. SummerSlam, you know, it could be, you know, could maybe Backlash, you know. I just think um, I think where they're going with the Jay Uso thing is whatever Sammy said to him before that last Luluva kick, that's going to be like his moment of clarity. And he's going to realize that, oh, I've been being used. Um, this has always been about Roman. Um, they're going to go that dramatic angle. And, you know, maybe it is. Maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe it's just they're going to run it back. Cody wins. Um, and Jay ends the story that kind of started with him. Dylan, anything else you want to mention? Uh, no, I. one thing, uh, Eric was kind of saying how uh, there, we're still using everyone's finishers, and it seems like nobody has their own finishing moves every now and then. Um, one thing I think would be cool, and my, my dad goes off about this all the time, so he's probably brainwashed me into thinking it, but they never use older superstars for managers anymore. Like they always, They'd always have somebody come back, and I, I think that's a good way of building a character up is if the rock were to come back and I mean, whatever, I mean, like for his daughter, for instance, if, if, if the WWE acknowledges that that's his daughter and lets him be her manager or something along those lines, not necessarily that in particular. I don't know, man. I don't know if the rock is going to come back for, you know, Mr. Fuji money or, or no, I got, no, money. That, that was just, just an example of, of how to get super. I know I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm busting balls. I got you. No, uh, that's, that's all for me. All right, thanks, Dylan. Good to be uh, good to have you on here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Dylan. Good to talk to him uh, again here with Hot Take Jake. All right, I'm looking at some more things on Twitter. Sean Grande. I'm just uh, people that I fought like. Hey, this is the voice of the Boston Celtics. Sean Grande says, "I was seconds away from calling that the greatest WrestleMania ever." but not with that finish. Spectacular, epic performances. It's the biggest match of the year. It deserved a clean finish. The response came from James Kincaid, who does work for the Warriors. He says, and it deserved the right winner. Cody winning was a layup. They blew it. Absolutely brutal. Well, and I, I kind of agree. Like, even if you are going to have Roman win it, um, I think it does way more for the story to have him win clean. Like, make that part of Cody's arc. Like, I put everything I had into this and I still couldn't do it. You know, that gives you more character development. But as you said, they do the paint by numbers, uh, solo Sokoa interference. Like it really, like that's the best you could do. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So if they're going to have Cody win at SummerSlam, then what are they doing with the titles until then? Who's Roman facing at backlash? If he even wrestles, I read that he was going to take off till SummerSlam. Like, Roman doesn't fight enough to have the titles anymore. And I do think that him being there gives it a big fight feel. And that is, there is something to that. I do like when it's a big fight feel. I do like that. But the time, you know, he served his story. This should have been Cody. Ken, you're not going to convince me. Tonight should have been Cody. Tonight should have been Cody. Yeah. I mean, if if they weren't going to do Sammy, then yes, Cody should have been the guy. So I'm fully in agreement with you there. I don't. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I don't understand uh, where they go from here. Just kind of hoping for the best at this point. But I, I do wonder, you know, the, the rumors that Vince is back, like, does this play into any of this? I don't know. It's hard to know. It's hard to know if, there, if Vince wasn't back, if this would have been a different outcome. 
because you just the Vince rumors they started so small and then just like they keep trickling in more and more that he's getting more and more involvement and then you hear that well Raw's been going through rewrites a lot which is a Vince staple and it's just like oh it was going so well yeah man uh, I don't know I think they could have done better than this okay let me just rip through some of the other matches if anybody else wants to comment on Roman Cody we've done a healthy half hour on it, which I think it deserves even a little more time, but we'll rip through some of these other uh, matches. Night one started with Austin theory against John Cena. Austin won by nefarious means. You know, I, I thought maybe, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe there was a 5% chance. They give the belt to Cena doesn't open challenge Monday loses to Austin theory. I don't like that. He won dirty, but uh, that's a nice notch on Austin's belt and they're building up Austin theory. So I don't, I don't mind that Austin Theory won that match. I have a theory about Theory, because um, I don't see it with him. Like I know that they're really, really high on him, um, but to me, he hasn't shown me really anything more than generic heel. I'm cocky. I'm young. I'm the best. Um, but my theory on Theory is he's the Andrew Luck of wrestling, because if you remember Andrew Luck coming into the NFL, he was being touted as the best football prospect ever seen. And I don't think he ever really was. My theory was that one guy said it and everybody just kind of went along with it. Now, Andrew Luck was a great prospect, but like best quarterback prospect of all time. Never saw that. But I feel like it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we're high on theory. Yeah, theory. Well, why? What is he? What is he showing you that shows you he has this great upside? Uh, fair points. Uh, the street. Pro so then there was the four-way showcase which these tag team matches were like they could have actually had wrestlemania be one four-hour show one night and it would have been like the greatest thing ever but these guys like did an NXT show. yeah these guys get these guys did show up they did perform and uh the street profits got the win and i think that 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 match was it was good it was an entertaining match and so i have no problem with it it was needed. I felt like this the Cena Theory match was a bit of a letdown, so I feel like uh, the Big Spot Fest match was needed, and it got the crowd hyped. Tim Shea is joining us uh, at this point. You don't watch wrestling. No, I'm just here to listen. You look like you're ready to help The Undertaker in his entrance or something. Oh, I love The Undertaker. I know yeah. who that is. He had, hmm? Didn't he have a record of like 20 and 0 or something? He was 21 and 0 and Brock Lesnar beat him. Ken's back. He says, Bart, serious question. What's wrong with heels cheating to win? That's the point, is it not? No. You why why does every heel have to cheat to win, first of all? Second, they already did the solo hoodie finish. They already did that. They already did it. It's like if you play the WWE video game and you do the story mode, eventually the same stories start repeating because they just run out of content. So maybe that's what's happening with the Roman thing. Not every heel should be cheating. Nick says Ken is a heel. Yeah, Ken. Uh, so Tim, did you watch any of WrestleMania or no? No, I don't. I I don't have money to afford that. I can't afford. It. Were you shredding with five dollars a month? What? I would have given I you said, my Peacock login, Tim. I'm sorry. I thought I said, are you? Were you shredding with Jack Black tonight on the on the guitar? I do watch wrestling, but I go in spurts. So right now I'm not in a spurt. But there was a time where I would watch it, like, probably, God, the John Cena and um, Rock years, you know, when they were battling it out. Probably, what, six years ago? Okay. Sure. I was like 10. 
Remember the raw uh, anonymous raw general manager? Oh, that was the worst shit ever. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So that was terrible. So that I was when I go and WWE it. had no urgency at that point. They were just like, we can literally put out whatever bullshit we the want. The guest host era was really bad too. Except Bob Barker. Yeah, except Bob Barker. Um, okay. Seth and Logan Paul. Logan Paul, if he wanted to, would be a WWE Hall of Famer as a wrestler. Yes, I'm, I was waiting for you to get to this. It drives me crazy because from somebody who used to do wrestling, it's really, really freaking hard. And it drives me crazy how good he is at it. Not just like in the ring. He gets it from a character standpoint. He knows how to sell. He knows how to do the facial expressions. His timing is amazing. It makes no sense. But I, I feel like if he committed two years to being like a full-time wrestler, he's a world champion heel. Yeah, I'm not a Logan Paul guy, but I think that his character is really great. The His buddy KSI in the prime thing was hilarious. That was so good. I mean, it was just, it was, it was like, it was funny. It was good. Logan Paul's great. Um uh, you know, it's he's having these big matches. He doesn't win, but no, it doesn't matter. He's good at this. He is good at it from every aspect you just mentioned. So when uh, when he watches or when he wrestles, I watch. Uh, that, that's where it is. Trish, Lita, Becky beat Damage Control. I fell asleep during that match. I'm not shitting you. Yeah, this match or the Cena Theory match I thought was the worst match of night one. I mean, nothing on night one was like bad or unwatchable, but... Um, I made the, the comment during the, that match that Lita wrestles like how I feel Logan Paul should wrestle. Like she was just robotic and mechanical and she had no facial expressions and no selling. And um, But it, I felt bad for Becky Lynch because she is still just exudes star power and charisma. And I feel like this, she deserved better than what she got this year for Mania. Ray beat Dominic. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought Ray would put Dominic over. But I think that Dominic, of that whole Judgment Day, uh, you know, Finn, I think it – we'll talk about Finn in a second. I don't think he's, like, benefited from it. I suppose Rhea has. Uh, I don't think Damian Priest has. Um, and, and, and Dominic has. Dominic, it, he was awful. He was awful. He was bad. He was trying to get over his face. This whole prison, uh, prison shtick is great theater. And uh, maybe it continues a few with his dad or there's there's possible war games in the future or something. But uh, I I like Dominic. I watch. OK, I, I he's a guy I don't fast forward for. And I give him a lot of credit for that because this could have been uh, completely the other way. Well, he's you know what he is, is he, when he first came in, he was basically like Rocky Maivia, you know, just smiling baby face. Come on, guys. Yeah, let's do it. You know, second generation or third or whatever it is. Um but yeah, he's really, really coming to his own, embracing this heel character. And I thought the entrances for both guys were amazing for that match with Ray getting the Eddie tribute with Snoop in the car. And then Dominic with the whole prison Dom video that they played and him coming out in the cuffs. Like so good. that was good shit. So good. Uh, the next match, then you saw Rhea defeat Charlotte. That was a really good match. Um, the Rhea Charlotte storyline didn't do a lot for me. I think that uh, Rhea winning a title, that's some good progression there. We'll see what happens, but I'm not like the women's storylines were not popping for me 
as maybe they've done so much in the past. But that w- that was a good match. Uh, deserving if it was the main event would have been a great main event. Um, there was obviously a better main event option, but I thought that was a good match and Rio won. Yeah, I was actually quite surprised because my um, prediction going into this weekend that I was banking on was that they're going the double turn. Austin and Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13. Rhea's going babyface. Charlotte's going heel. The crowd is going to treat it that way anyways. And the match kind of felt like that. Like it was the baby heel dynamic changed, but they didn't fully embrace it. So maybe in the near future, um, Rhea Ripley's going to go heel because I th- I think her time in the Judgment Day, pretty much like what else can you do at this point? Now you're the champ. They're not even on the same show. So maybe she'll get kicked out in favor of a, another woman that needs a push. Then you had uh, McAfee come out. Oh, God. And beat The Miz. And I'll tie this into The Miz night, too. So The Miz is a host. Like, when WrestleMania is a host, I feel like that's a huge insult. The New Day had the host one year. Like, just give these guys a match. So McAfee beats The Miz. George Kittle's there. Okay. I don't think a lot of people knew what George, who George Kittle was. I think some people thought there's just some guy in the ring now. They probably thought he was Gronk. That too, but then I want to tie it into uh, what happened on Sunday because then Shane McMahon comes out and the Miz is supposed to lose again. And we talked about it a little bit, but Snoop Dogg, that audible is going to go down as like there'd be a lot of wrestlers that just like freak the fuck out and don't know what to do. But because you saw him, because the camera got away from Shane, so right away you're like, all right, they're throwing up the X here, something's not right because they will not show Shane. And they were showing the Miz. And at one point you did see Miz like, look like, what, what do you want me to do? Um, and then Snoop comes back in, gives him real ass punches and then does the, uh, the, uh, the people's elbow. So great on Miz, great on Snoop. They took a moment. And I don't know if they like, all right, if for some reason Shane gets hurt, here's the audible. Cause Snoop seemed to be like, all right, it's time to go. I thought that was cool tonight. Consummate pro. I did. I do feel bad for Miz. Um, this guy's a two-time WWE champion. He's getting beat in a squash match by a punter, and then he was about to get squashed by uh, you know sixty-year-old man or whatever Shane is at this point that hasn't wrestled in two years. Um, you know, it's the Miz, but I still feel like he deserves better than that. Like, I feel like it's there's so many just ribs on Miz now. Like, ah, uh, we don't have anybody to do the job. Just throw Miz in there. Tim, your thoughts? Yep. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Hey. Yes. I, there's no reason for me. I want to go to the game. Are you helping yes. me? We'll talk. Okay. Uh, have fun tomorrow. I'm going to the game. I have a ticket for you. Thanks. The Bucks play tomorrow? No, the Brewers. The real team in Milwaukee. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, uh, and then there was a tag match. The tag match, which I thought was excellent storytelling all the way throughout. I wondered if they had a certain winner there, if it would affect the, the Roman-Cody match. But they, they, they did get the tags off the, belt, uh, the bloodline. And tonight, it wouldn't have made a difference. It would not have made a difference. The result of that match would not have made a difference on how Cody and Roman finished. They still came out. The other guys still came out. Ryan says, I'm a female. I can't make up your mind. Uh, it's 2023. That's sexist. Also, what the fuck are you saying? Peter you Bukowski's really pissed right now. You a triple threat. 
Uh, Adam says Cody is uh, Triple H is alluding to Cody winning something soon. Well, you should have probably just won tonight. Your thoughts on the tag match, Jake? Um, I was uh, going into it. I thought you know they're trying to give Sammy and Kevin something. Um, I still think they fumbled. They should have. Um, they should have changed their mind. I, I, I just I'll, I'll never get off that hill that it should have been Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns. Um, if you would have just held off from that elimination chamber match. I think the um, the emotion in the crowd and the, and the story would have been that much more than it was tonight with Cody, and that's just my opinion. Um, but if we take all of that away, um, it was just a damn good tag match. And, you know, the I, I'm not a, a ashamed to say I got emotional watching it at the end because knowing these two guys, what they've been through as friends for 20 years, the real-life stuff kind of um, coming into the story there, and, um, you know, I think I sent you a video card and it's uh, Max Landis saying most of wrestling is awful, but when it's good, it's so fucking great. When wrestling is good. There's nothing as good. Exactly. And and I don't know why that is, but I a part of me feels like when you get a great story and you're watching wrestling, something that, you know, is choreographed and scripted and you forget for that moment that you're watching something that's scripted. I was pacing around Cody for Cody tonight. Like it was game six. You know, and it, it makes you feel like a kid again. And that's, you can't recreate that. I, I've, I've never gotten that from any other at, or entertainment avenue, whether it be television, movies, whatever. Um, that's that's what makes wrestling magic. And that's why I'll never give it up. I don't uh, I don't care what anybody says. It's It was um, it was a perfect exclamation point to a phenomenal night of wrestling. And I thought, man, they're going to have a really, really tough uh, night to follow tomorrow. And they did. It started with Brock Lesnar and Omas. I don't know what the reason was for this match. Bro, I love what I love about Brock is that um, if he doesn't go last, he goes first. He goes first, gets the fuck out of there. He had the car running. The like, you know, he got. He probably went right from the tarmac in his gear, went to the stadium, went right back to the tarmac so he could get on his jet, go back to North Dakota, and you know, kill bears or whatever he was up to. But yeah, it was uh, it was better than I thought it would be. I thought Omas showed a little bit better than I thought he would. Um, it's still there was no reason for the match to happen. Omas doesn't look good after it. Brock doesn't look better after it. So it was just it was filler to get Brock a WrestleMania payday, is what I believe. I think the main thing to take away from night two is that Stacy Keebler is the hottest girl that's ever existed in the world. Her and Trish reverse age. I don't get it. Um, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler won that thing. I don't have any comments. Yeah, I think that was probably the worst match of the entire weekend, or maybe not the worst, but just there was nothing to be invested in. It was just literally get these people on the card, get them a payday. Gunther beating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Uh, I love the Sheamus and Drew stuff. They're friends, they they but they fight, and I and I think that that's always good storytelling. I think uh, they did the right, the right thing to keep it on Gunther. I think building him up um, is is a good move. Yeah, uh, there was, you know, I think the obvious thing to do was they they had the story about Sheamus. The only title he's never won in WWE was the Intercontinental, and he's been after it. Um, I really thought they were going to do some sort of thing where Sheamus had Gunther beat, and then Drew came in to steal it, and they were going to have a great feud over the summer of Drew and Sheamus again, because how can you go wrong with those two? And that would build to a Gunther world title push. Um, but I was fine with Gunther winning. Um, he's restored the honor of what, you know, used to be like the must see um, championship in WWE. 
So, uh, yeah, the, uh, the run of uh, Gunther and Imperium continues. So I'm excited for that. And I thought it was funny that Imperium's WrestleMania moment was they had to stand on the stage, Winnie the Pooh in it with, you know, the wearing jackets, but like undies. Like It's just a funny look. Uh, Bianca and Asuka. You didn't like it? Well, it was a fine match. I, I like both wrestlers a lot. I just didn't get enough of a story in terms of that match mattering as much as it did. And I like that Bianca, it's been a year now for her. Didn't she win last WrestleMania? Or yeah. It's been, it's been a year now for her. Uh, so I'm, I'm all about keeping it on Bianca. Uh, I, I love Asuka. I, I just, that, that particular match didn't seem to have a reason to exist. Yeah, it was definitely the thrown together championship match of the weekend. Um, Asuka in general, they had her debut her new look with the Royal Rumble and if um, the murder clown look. Uh, I'm really disappointed with what they've done with that because while, okay, it's a new look, it, it, her character when she would do that in Japan was basically like a weird mix of the Fiend and like uh, like a Gunther, just an unstoppable, crazy, unbeatable force. And so they brought it into WWE. I'm like, this is cool. They're going to do something new with Asuka. She could use it. And she just kind of same old Asuka. So um, it was a fine match. Uh, Bianca, I don't think, has really elevated much since she won the title. Um, so I was kind of hoping they would give it to Asuka. But we'll see what happens next, I guess. One more, and then I'm going to play some comments from Triple H after. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor. So I'm not into Finn. I've never been into Finn. I didn't watch NXT when he was like the first overall pick. He was the first universal champion. I'm not into the demon character. I don't like it. This edge judgment day feud is bad. And then Finn gets bloodied. And so if they're going to check on him, that's fine. Like he got a ladder to the face. I know some people are like, Oh, in the old days, they'd let him bleed. And in AEW guys are like, guys are blading a little too much in AEW Moxley. But what I didn't like about it was that as they're tending to Finn, Edge has to do something. Edge is like trying to figure out what to do. You're basically like, all right, Edge, you have two minutes where you can't interact with Finn, do something. And so he starts looking under the ring for weapons. I thought, that's something. Or coded weapons at that. But then one of the refs come over and say, stop doing that. What was that supposed to do? So I didn't like that part of it. That's just one of those things where it was unfortunate. Um, At at first I thought, okay, this is the fake angle so they can open the door and now they can go outside of the cell. Because they, you know, usually you get that in a hell in a cell. They figure out a way to get out of the cell. But no, I guess it was legit. Um, It was weird that, you know, I assume that they stitched him up or glued him up or whatever because you didn't see a ton of blood on his face. Um, But I did... When I saw that they weren't cutting at all to Finn, I'm like, oh, shit, this is real. Which, what a yeah. bummer in the hell. Same thing that just happened right after Shane. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was pretty good. Like, um, I didn't. I don't know that the cell was needed for any of that. Um, but my guess is that they didn't really have any gimmick matches at the pay-per-view. So, like, well, we got to do something. So, let's bring out the cell. We haven't done that in a while. All right, a couple of things. Here's how Roman walked up to the press conference. 
guys that can face it, huh? A lot of shocked faces, bunch of idiots now. By the way, Bart, I timed Roman's entrance from the moment his music hit to the moment his music stopped. Seven minutes and 20 seconds. It was a good 45 minutes from the Hell in a Cell to that other match. Oh, man, it's brutal. All right. CJ Folger has uh, tweeted out, this is Triple H explaining why Cody and Roman ended the way it did. Say about that is, it's always interesting to me. Um, when people say, how could that happen? Or how could they do that in that moment? And it's almost perfectly spelled out in this story. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. Tomorrow night on Raw, it's sold out Crypto Arena. The story continues. The story takes another chapter. We just we just got to the end of a chapter. But the story continues, and that's where this gets interesting to me. Um, so, you know, I think that is what is the most amazing thing about our business. The story never ends, you know, and. Okay, so what, what, okay, so what's the next chapter? I mean, I... I would assume that he's alluding to, you know, either a title switch on Monday or not a title switch, but a title split. Um, or maybe they're going to do some weird run it back scenario. But it's still like, let's say they do that. Let's say, OK, because of the shenanigans, we're going to have a rematch. That's going to be our main event of Raw. Cody wins. OK. Not the know. same. No. Isn't that like, uh, I don't know what that's like. It's it, yeah, it's just not the same. Be there's you're doing it for the sake of doing it and it's very vince russo-esque like bro it's a swerve bro okay what do you really get out of it well it's a dusty finish for cody rhodes well there you go and you know a little more from triple h this was a follow-up question i haven't heard any of this before i play it how much do you wrestle with the idea that we might be passing up an all-time moment here to really make somebody in favor of as you alluded to before trying to drag things out and build on the story. Yeah. I, I, so what I would say to that is first to drag things out. Sounds negative, right? It's not drag things out. It's tell the story, right? And so it's, it's telling a story. Where do you want to go with the story and how do you want to get there? And I think in the moment you think like, Oh my God, I can't believe, right? If you're watching a movie and you thought every scene in the movie was the last scene in the movie, the entire movie, but I can't believe they just did that. It was the worst movie ever. And then you go, oh, wait, there's more, right? Oh, wait, there's more. Um, how much do we weigh that out? Every single moment of every single day, some days when I'm trying to sleep and I can't sleep, uh, it's because I'm weighing that out in my brain, right? And I wish that I could sleep instead of weighing it out of my brain. It's all you think about. It's all you, right? Well, if you're going to be good at this, it consumes you every moment of everything you do. Um, it's a feel, and you feel it. Sometimes you feel wrong. Is wrong. So sometimes your feeling is wrong. Sometimes your feeling is right, you know? Um, but I do know that um, it always continues, and, and the story doesn't end here. So, um, you know, some people will look at it and say, like, now nah, I'm done with this. It is a bad decision. This is a bad decision. This is a bad decision. 
This is a, yeah. this is a bad decision. Who is going to beat Roman? Who's going to beat Roman? Gunter? That's the only guy left. Who's beating Roman? They, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they had Cody winning this, and they fucking just did a swerve to do a swerve within the last week. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe it's because, you know, this is the obvious thing. Everybody's going to see it coming. But there are times where the obvious thing is the right thing, and that's why it is the obvious thing. Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Yeah, and they kind of got bullied into that by the crowd. Um, Here's what's the unfortunate thing is, too. Roman's run so far has been great, right? It's what his character needed, and... Is the crowd going to start to like start getting go away heat with Roman? Not like the good kind of heat that you want, but just like okay, he's had great heat this whole time. I yeah, I agree. This was this was bullshit. This sucked. This was a bad finish. This was a bad decision. I am angry. You know what? Before I before I told Ken, it's just fun. I'm not. I am legitimately angry. I may break some things. I'm going to vandalize. You know what? I'm going to try being a Kia boy. That sounds fun. Free cars. That's a random pull, but go for it, Bart. Times are hard. This, right this ending sucked. Yeah, you know, it is uh, it is WWE, so, you know, they're always going to pull the rug out from underneath you when you think you've got something. But, um, I don't know, maybe, somebody said CM Punk. Maybe that's the guy to take out Roman. God, how many chances can one person get? I'm all about second chances. I ain't about ninth chances. I don't know. I'm kind of on punk side in that whole thing. All right, Jake. Thanks for coming on tonight. It was a blast, man. It's going to dip out. Somber as it was. Fucking pissed off. But, well, I'll be back 7 p.m. USA Network for Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we're idiots. We are idiots. Fuck this. Better, buddy.